Amen. John, in your Bible, John chapter number 20, please. John chapter number 20. Just uh, summarizing the book today, if you would please. John chapter 20. And uh, be reading just two verses. uh, Verse 30 and 31. Of course, the, the author of the book is the Apostle John. The one that the Bible said the Lord loveth. Written about 90 A.D. from Ephesus. And the book of John is written to the churches throughout uh, that Asian area. And it is recognized in the Bible as the evangelistic or soul winning gospel. Anyone who wants to find the Lord can find him in the book of John. Anyone who needs to be saved and is not saved, I always recommend them to read John. Those who folks who just got saved and needs a place to start, I recommend them to read the book of John. This is a great book. Look at verse number 30 and 31. Please look at it with me, would please. Now, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Wow. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to understand that. Amen. You don't need a, a theology degree to understand that. You don't need another translation to understand that. If you don't understand that, you are in a world of hurt. It did not say anything about denominationalism. It did not say anything about works. It said, but these are written that ye might understand. No, believe. Twelve inches or 18 inches between your head and your heart. That distance sent more people to hell than any distance in the world. You can't figure it out. You can't wonder it out. You can't mysticism it out. You've got to believe it. Believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Please note verse 20, I mean verse 30. It says... And many other signs truly did Jesus. Wonder why he didn't say miracles. Wonder why he said signs. Jesus never performed one miracle for the miracle's sake. He never did a miracle to show off. He never did a miracle to show folk that he could do miracles. A miracle was a sign and the sign pointed toward a truth. 
Many other signs he did. About 46, you could count them up in the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. About approximately 46 miracles that he did. But John chose to only record seven of those signs. These signs were a a message. A message was intended to it. And he was very selective, John was, in what signs and miracles he chose. For instance, they all had a purpose. Over yonder at Canaan at the wedding, you remember, he turned the water to wine. I'll bet you that's not the first wedding ever run out of wine. Especially if they were Baptists. I'll bet you it was not an absolute necessity that they have wine. I'll bet you folk got married without wine. They probably needed it shortly thereafter, but uh, they didn't need it at that particular time. There was a reason for the wine to be turned to wine from water. If you'll note sometimes in verse 11 of chapter number 2 of the book of John, it says that uh, this beginning of miracles did Jesus as Canaan for, at Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed on him. A purpose for the sign. It, it, it glorified our Lord. It manifested who he was. And his disciples believed on him. Jesus never performed a miracle just to show somebody he could. You remember he fed 5,000. In that particular miracle... It does not say that the 5,000 was hungry. I would say that they had probably gone without one meal many times in their life. The miracle was not a necessity to feed folk who were going to be famished should they not eat. Have you ever gone without a meal? Did you make it? Would it help you if you went without some more? So the miracle was not out of necessity on a human plane. The miracle was was necessary to magnify and manifest the glory of Jesus Christ. And in the conversation, they talked about bread and manna in the wilderness. And it gave our Lord the opportunity to say, I am the bread of life. Many miracles and signs was done, but John only chose seven. He was very selective in his choosing. And the Bible said they were seen by whom? Look at verse 30. They were seen. They were done in the presence of his disciples. I witnessed people with character, people with a testimony. People who said, I saw it, and other folk believed it. 
Now, there's some folk who come to me and say, I saw something. And I question whether they saw it or if they saw it right or if they saw it less, if they saw it more. In actual, I think probably they're lying when they said they saw it. But Jesus manifested himself to those who did not lie, those who had testimony, those when they spoke, they knew they were saying what they really saw. Now, notice verse number 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but, here it is, not only the signs, not only were they selective, not only were they seen, but now he makes a statement, a bold and clear statement. But these are written. These were selected for a certain purpose. These are written that you might believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the Christ and that he's the son of God and that believing you might have life through his name. Reading a story recently about a a peasant fellow sitting on a rock reading the Bible. The nobleman came by and said, young man, what are you reading? He said, I'm reading the Bible. He said, you don't have time to read the Bible. Besides that, you can't understand it. You have no right to read the Bible. The young man looked at the nobleman and said, but sir, I have a search warrant. He said, what do you mean? He said, John said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Did you know you have a search warrant today to check this out? And I have three wonderful truths here in this last verse that you need to see. Why these things are written. What is the purpose for this book? Is it just a rule book? Most folk think the Bible's just a rule book. But have you noticed something? As you get older, you no longer need a rule book if you have any character. When you had little kids at the house and you had to leave for just a moment. You were not afraid to say to the kids, don't open the door. Don't let anybody in. Don't let the dog in the house. Don't watch this. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Any of you folks ever done that to your kids? If you didn't, guess what your kids are today? (laughs) But as your kids got older and they watched your example and they heeded your advice and they matured, you did not have to be so don'ty. That's when character takes over. Or the lack thereof. Don't forget to brush your teeth. Don't forget to wash behind your ears. 
My mama, don't forget to change your underwear. You might have a wreck. And I don't want anybody to see you with dirty drawers on. Mama, who cares if they're dirty? If I'm dead, it don't make no difference anyhow. Don't, 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 don't. Why is it that some folks who've been saved for years still need somebody to don them? No character. This is not just a book of rules. This is a book that talks about life. This is a book that takes dead people and makes live people out of them. People that's able to make their own conclusion, their own decisions for the glory of God. And then he makes a bold statement. These things are written. Why were these written? First of all, I'll talk to you about the record. I'll talk to you about uh, the reason, and then I'll talk to you about the results. Notice, here is the record. These things are written. The record. What did John write this book for? What's the reason for the 21 chapters in the book of John? You've read them probably time and time again. And in your conclusion, what is the purpose? Why are these things written? I think they were written, first of all, they were written concerning Jesus. They're not about miracles. It's not about how he could walk on the water. It's not how about he could command the elements. It's not about creating bread out of just a few loaves and a few fishes. Why was this book written? The reason, the purpose. I think it was written that he might show us his plan. What is God's plan for you? I think he wrote it about the plan that he had made. Would you like to see it? John chapter 3. And there was a man of the Pharisees Named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, I know that thou art a prophet or a man from God. For no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus said, answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
This is the only plan that God has for a lost sinner. This is the only plan developed in the annals of of eternity. And it is, if you want to see heaven, and you want to go to heaven when you die, and you want your sins forgiven, and you want your name in the Lamb Book of Life, then you must be born again. Baptist, Catholic, heathen, Muslim, fee-fi-fo-fum, Buddhist, makes no difference. God's plan is revealed in the book of John. Don't go to any other book. It'll all be the same. You must be born again. Everybody knows their earthly birthday. June 22nd, 1939 ought to be a national holiday. Yes, sir. I have no problem at all. Going back those many, many years, I do not have to continually look at my birth certificate. I do not have to call my wife and ask her. Every once in a while, I do. I'm sorry, I do. I have to ask her how old I am. I don't have to ask her where I came into this world. I have problems with knowing how old I am, but I have no problem knowing the day I was born. No, I don't have any problems realizing the day I was born again. Because there was such a transformation transformation took place in my life. Not only I saw it, God saw it, the Holy Spirit provided it, and everybody around me saw it because I was born again. I got into God's plan, not Gene's plan, not the Baptist plan, not somebody else's plan. The book of John, these things are written that ye might believe the record of plan. Can you say amen? Amen. And to as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I have been born of God. Well, preacher, I just don't know when that happened to me. There might be a reason. It might not have ever happened. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But many in that day will say, Lord, have we not cast out demons in thy name and done many wonderful works? And Jesus will say unto them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You may know about Jesus, but does Jesus know you? You may have a head full of Jesus, but is your heart full of Jesus? With a heart man believeth, not with a head. With a heart man believeth. And may I say to you today, this were written that it may tell us about the plan he made. Secondly, it also tells us about the price he paid. Why was the book of John written? To tell us about the humongous price That was paid for mine and your sins. Your salvation may be free, but it certainly is not cheap. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But God commended his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. And this was manifested the love of God. Can you say amen? And he hath loved us and hath given himself an offering and a sacrifice for us. Bless your heart. This Bible, this book of John was written that it may show us the plan. It might tell us about the price. And thank God he wrote about a place he prepares. Now, if you've got a certain Bible, your Bible will say that Jesus went back to prepare a room for you. I don't want no room. Heaven just don't sound like heaven living that close to some folk I know. And you say, well, preacher, you'll be changed up there. Just in case I'm not, I do not want you playing your rock music next door to my room. I won't get a bit of rest. And I don't want your cockroaches coming next door to my house. In my father's house are many mansions. Can anybody say amen? We're looking for a mansion, not a a mobile home with wheels on it. Bless your heart. I am looking for a mansion. It tells us about a place he's prepared, the price that he paid, and the plan that he made that we might get out of this stinking world and enjoy eternity forever with him. The record, it's plain. You don't know it, it's your fault. These things are written. The record. The reason. Why was it written? Well, I just dropped by today to tell you that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of God. That's the reason. He didn't write this book just to show you that he could walk on water. Although he can. Did you know he can walk in the water, through the water, on the water, with the water, or without the water? And if you don't have any water, he's the one that can get you water. He didn't walk on water just so that we could stand up and try it ourselves. You ever tried it? I saw one time a young boy in our church. He's no longer here. And his friend Andrew out at the ranch was going to go fishing. We got a flat-bottom John boat out there, and it seemed like all of our boats we have are always turned upside down. <laughs> so they were just little bitty dudes, and they turned this John boat over, slid it out on the water, 
and jumped in the boat and off they went a fishing. Well, sometimes during the escapade, a snake crawled out from underneath the seat and began to do the little head job all inside the boat, looking around whom he may devour. My brave son, the man of faith, jumped up on the seat like a little lady and began to say, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Now, if that would have been me, there would have been another one walking on the water. (laughs) These are not written to show us miracles. These are written to show us He who can perform all miracles. You having trouble in the water of life? Hang on to Him who can walk on the water. You having trouble with the furnaces of life and the furnace is getting hotter and the economy is about to sink you and your family is about to make you go crazy. Hang on to He who walked in the furnace and had the image of the Son of God and did not even smell of smoke. These are written... It's not about miracles. It's about the miracle worker. And he's still working miracles today. Amen. Listen to me. This is a why to book. But not only is it a why to book. It is a how to book. John said in John 3 and verse 18. He that believeth not is condemned already. That's a why to book. Because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten son. This book reveals our need. John 3 and 36 says, He that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. This book tells us that if we're not saved, we're in a world of hurt. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. It's a time of preparation. And this book, shows us our dire need. We are in wrath already. We are going, we are already in death row waiting for God to pull the plug and us die either to go to hell or to go to heaven. This book tells us why Jesus came and also tells us how this is an instruction book. Now, My wife is heavy on books that shows different menus. You know, like, why did we have the other night? She knew I was going to do this. She left. What was that you cooked the other night? And I took a bite of it. And you said... This is a new recipe that I got 
from Taiwan by way of Afghanistan, and it was loaded with IEDs. What was that you made? Stuff, okay? Stuff. Any of you ladies got how-to books around the house? How would you like to have a how-to book, how to make your husband act right? I'm writing it right now. (laughs) Taking orders, Jim, you take orders. Kids, how would you like to have a how-to book, how my parents could just grow up a little while? Don't shake your head because your parents are looking. How would your parents like to have a book on how to kill your teenagers temporarily? <laughs> oh, thank you, Bobby. God bless you. I'll see you at hand. <laughs> we are eat up with how-to books. You know that, don't you? How to get wealthy. I was going through the airport one day, and I walked by a book, and it said, How to be a millionaire in 24 hours. Well, I done spent 50-some years and hadn't figured it out yet. If I can do it 24 hours, I can read this book on the airplane before I get where I'm preaching next time. I read, I, I, I bought the book, 10 bucks or so, I guess what it was. I sat out on the plane, read the front page, and I decided how to be a millionaire 24 hours. Write a book telling dummies like me how to do it. <laughs> Could I have a witness? The greatest how-to book that ever hit this world was that book right there. And it tells us how to fix our dilemma, to fix what is wrong with us, to fix what we had nothing to do with, to fix what mom and daddy Adam and Eve threw us into, what to fix how the devil messed it up. This is a how-to book on why to, but how to fix it up. It's sad. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Isn't that wonderful? And absolutely, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, as many as receive him to them, gave he the power to become the sons of God. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that you might know you have eternal life. A why-to book. But not only a why-to book, it's a how-to book. What a wonderful book. Huh? You say, preacher, do I got to go to church to get saved? I hope not. I didn't. I got saved in my living room. Yeah, got saved from stem to stern, toenail to eyeballs in my living room. How did you get saved, preacher? I heard that night that there was none righteous, no, not one. That all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Wherefore, by one man sin into the world, so death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. But God commended his love toward me and that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. 
If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whoso believeth in him shall not be ashamed. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Glory to God. This is a why-to book, but it's a how-to book. Isn't that a wonderful book? You say, preacher, I don't like that sermon. Go to sleep. I'm enjoying preaching it. Don't want you to be bored. I'm just having a good time. You say, are you about through? Yes, I am. It is not only a record. It has a reason. And thank God it always produces a result. And that believing... Are you ready? And that believing, you might have, have any idea what he says next? What? What? Some of you talk about it kind of like you got it. And believing... That you might have life. I don't know. But if I was a dead man and Jesus walked up and said, how would you like to get up? I would probably say, well... Would it make me act different? Preach, you don't understand. I'm sick. There's more than that wrong with you. And believing that you might have life. Ah, can you get a hold of that? Through his name. Life. Have you thought about that much? Life. Life. Ain't this fun, kids? Ain't this life fun? You kids learn how much fun it is from this crowd. They taught you how to lie about coming to church. Life. Are you enduring it or are you enjoying it? Now listen to me. John 10, 10. He that hath the Son hath life and hath it more abundantly. Is that what I see on your face today? Abundant life. 
I just got saved to get eternal life. And I'm going to endure this booger of life until the death wraps his old dirty grimy hands around my neck and chokes me to death, then I'm going to get happy. I told a church in Ohio one night, and they did did ask me to come back. I don't know why. I preached two or three nights to that bunch of deadheads. You couldn't squeeze an amen out of them. All of them looked like they was mad at the one they were sitting with. And I said, I got a suggestion on how to close every bar in Ohio next Saturday night. They peered up because most of them wouldn't have had any place to go. <laughs> Next week, probably. And they perked up and they looked. And I said, if I could fill every bar next Saturday night with folk that look like you, right now, a drunk would say, I ain't never going to drink again. Drunks are having more fun than most Baptists. Perverts, weirdos, druggies, and dopeheads show more enthusiasm about what they're doing than those who's supposed to have abundant life. My God, quit complaining. If you don't have a bright side in your life, shine it up. Get your rag and wash it off and shine it up because he that hath the sun hath life and has it more abundantly. God saved us to have life now and life eternal. You say, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't care what you're going through. Dear God, if it made me look like that, like I'd just go home and take a gun there you go. and shoot my dog. <laughs> you say, why wouldn't you shoot yourself? That's a better alternative, I think. <laughs> you say, aren't you an animal activist? Sure. I act out them all the time when I feed them sorry suckers. Hey, man. You say, preacher, you, 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 no, you just be quiet. I take better care of my dog. Some of you folk do your kids, so shut up. Why would anybody want to come and look at you for an hour and a half? Just how much encouragement could I get if Ginger has just burnt my eggs and I wanted to yell a runny and it is hard as a rock. She has burnt the toast. My car won't start. My checking count is overdrawn. And the kids hate my guts. Now I'm going to come down here and let you encourage me for an hour and a half. And after an hour and a half, all I want you to do is give me a gun. I'll go outside and blow my brains out. You getting my drift? We don't 
have abundant life because we can whoop it up. We have abundant life because he who has life is living in us. And if we'll just let him, bless God, just let him, he will manifest that abundant life, that joy, that peace, that meekness, that long-suffering. He will manifest that in our life as long as we'll get out of the way. That's the results. That's the reason. For the record, that you might read it and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And believing, you might have life. Life abundantly in this life. And life eternally with the Savior in the world to come. Dear Lord, don't you think that ought to at least muster up a smile? A little enthusiasm, a little excitement. My closing statement is an astounding statement. You say, are you closing? Yes. That which is joined to God lives. That which is separated from God dies. And if you are joined to him, and if you are in him, then you have life. Abundant, eternal, everlasting. But if you're not joined to him, if you're not saved, you never got into his plan of being born again. You're dead already. Dead in trespasses and sin. Dead. To anything that is spiritual. Dead. To God. To Jesus. To the Holy Spirit. To heaven. To goodness. Happiness. Dead. Then it says. But you hath he quickened. Made alive who was dead in trespasses and sins. 